Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the IBEAR MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. In this episode, Business Class welcomes Cecilia Chan, the Managing Director of Manhattan-based Octonovum. Okay, so I'm Cecilia Chan. I have been in private equity investments for 33 years. Uh, I'm a strategist, so I look at the world and try to observe and see what is needed, right? I mean, business is all about commerce and supply and demand. It doesn't get any more complex than that. Figure out what's needed and try to supply that and do it in a way that would be profitable uh, and scalable. We asked her about her investment style and its focus on the positive benefits that come with commerce. Uh, I'm a big believer in do well, do good. I believe we could direct investments, um, brain power, efforts, and other resources to make the world better. For example, we could focus on creating materials that would be biodegradable. Can we please create something that can take the place of the plastic bag? And there's a lot of business and a lot of money to be made um, by creating a product that will be good. So I think that making money and, and doing good need not be mutually exclusive. To make business better, Cecilia calls on business people to look at their basic ethics and motivations. People have to go back to the fundamentals. First and foremost, be respectful to each other. Without thinking about human beings, there's no business. So before even thinking about business concepts, let's think about the human beings, right? So um, th that's what I would say, starting with the fundamentals, right? In interact with the people, be open-minded, be curious about the other person, whether it's um, the uh, background of the person or the country that the person came from, you know, to understand history, that is a good first step. That's how we can very effectively make business better, number one. Number two, treat people fairly, right? Golden rule. <laughs> if you're going to be engaged in business, act honorably, right? Um, you don't have to agree with the people. You don't even have to like them. But you must interact in an honorable, honest, and respectful way. She got specific about how she selects her projects. I've been doing this for about 33 years, so I'm now in a very nice position where people do come to me, right? People often ask me, oh, where do you get your deal flaws while people come to me? You know, you have survived the test of time. You know, you haven't been a horribly bad person. <laughs> um, you get to get opportunities, right? So um, we have a number of opportunities, and one of the things that I am also happy about is I can now choose. <laughs> I know better now, you know, at, at this age than say 20 or 30 years ago about choosing. So we're actually quite selective in terms of coming to decide what we should work on. And what are some of the things that we're working on? We're working on content creation because we now have a globalized world, right? We've always been in the globalized world, just now it's even more so because of advanced technology. And that's just a reality, right? Uh, we're also working on uh, e-commerce, such as, as I said, Attract China, which is very specifically focused on how to enable the Chinese consumers to fulfill their experience, right? Uh, Attract China is a very interesting concept. It 
exist to enable the Chinese consumers to maximize their travel experience. Um, 130 million Chinese travelers travel the world every year outside of China to take overseas trips. And they spend about 260 billion US dollars a year, every 12 months. This is not projection. This is actual money spent in cash. Um, so I submit to you, many opportunities come from that, right? And if you get on the radar screen of these uh, consumers, you are doing very well, or you will do very well. Um, I always want to be in businesses where I can work to make other people successful. That is the f my favorite kind of business to be in, okay? Because that's do well, do good. And then we also own a broker-dealer uh, with the ability to mine bitcoins. Now, we're doing Bitcoin not because of this craze. We believe that it will become a different asset class. So it's no different than buying antique or other things, right? People are going to have pockets of capital, and they want asset allocation. So that would just be yet another class, and we want to be part of that. Um, and uh, another project that I'm working on involves a perfume, for example, and it was created to honor, frankly, the people who do good in the world. So I want to tie the concept of doing good in the world into this product. So when people use this product, this perfume, which is uh, created with a very beautiful scent, you know, from a flower that's indigenous only in Asia, so if you want to spread the scent, you have to literally bottle it, right? Otherwise, you can't have it be around the world. Um, I want to increase positive energy. So when people use the scent, they are spreading good karma, if you will. And also, when they use it, they are honoring people who do good in the world. Asset light is the term she uses to describe the types of companies she favors. It's more like a philosophy and a strategy. Other people invest in capital plays, if you will, by that I mean plants and manufacturing. Nothing wrong with that, and I think people could do really well. I personally had generally gravitated towards the asset light businesses. By that I mean things that are driven by creativity, uh, so content creation, right? Perfume is relatively asset light. Uh, I love it because it was an idea that I came up with, and I found the, my nose, who's the guy who spent two years creating the scent, right? I could do the marketing and branding, but I cannot do the creation of the scent. Uh, so the, uh, Dickin is his name, and he and I worked really well together, and this product was created. Then we found a really effective manufacturer uh, based in southern China. This, manufacturer, this manufacturing company has existed for decades. They do a really good job. I think they do about tens of millions each year selling products to Eastern European countries. They don't do marketing and branding, but they do a really good job manufacturing. So it's a perfect fit, right? We know how to do marketing and branding, uh, and we cannot be successful if we don't have a good source of manufacturing supply. So now we have something. And then on top of that, uh, we work with people that are very effective in the distribution side of it. So going back to doing business, whether it's in China or in the U.S. or in Turkey or wherever in the world, it's really fundamentally supply and demand. Commerce is about coming up with a product and or service that people want. And you, if you can do that, um, as I said earlier, at a level that's profitable and scalable, then you got something. And again, with her do well, do good screen, she requires that the business bring positive benefits to its customers, community, and the world. 
Well, again, I think it goes to the tenant of uh, my belief, which is tikkun olam, right? Which means that everything I do uh, goes back to how do we better the world. And if that is mindfulness, then that's good. Um, when I choose to participate in an investment or propel a project forward, I'm asking myself what kind of results will materialize from the efforts, from the capital, from the time uh, of this endeavor so that the world will be improved. Um, so I submit to you that I am actually quite mindful about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and what the intended outcome should be. China has played a large part in her success, but her focus remains the entire globe. I think in general, um, the Chinese market has been more and more opened since 1993, right? Step back and take a look at what's happening. I mean, what has happened in China is quite phenomenal that we have never seen in the history of humanity, and I don't know if we'll see that you know, in the near future. By that I mean the speed and the magnitude with which a country of over 1.3 billion people had transformed. I mean, that is just remarkable, right? Hundreds of millions of people did get lifted out of abject poverty, that's a fact. So going back to our do well, do good, even the process of having economic and social changes in a particular country of that size, uh, of course, a lot of business opportunities uh, became available to people. But also, I submit that some good took place, right? Um, human beings, we're all on a collective journey. All of us human beings are on one collective journey, right? And so it's five steps forwards and three or four steps back, right? As evidenced by some of the things that we see around the world today. Look around and open up the newspapers, I need not say more. Um, one of the projects that I'm very passionate about coming out of USC, right, is the USC Shoah Foundation uh, Nanjing Project. So as we create content to educate students around the world and people around the world about what happened 80 years ago, very sadly, um, a lot of people are right now in real time being persecuted and suffering from um, a lot of horrible situations. So it's all part of human nature, right? And all we can do is in the process of doing commerce around the world, spread positive energy and effective outcome that would bring some measure of meaningful, sustainable, positive changes to the people. Cecilia feels that business could do more on the do-good scale. Her formula is to put 80% of her efforts into business and 20% into charitable projects. I think that education is very important. Uh, I have been spending 80% of my time on making investments and 20% on charitable projects. And I've been doing it since 1985. Um, uh, I'm very blessed. I believe in the need to give of ourselves to make the world better. So again, you asked me earlier, the very first question you asked me was how to make business better, right? So I submit to you that it is how do we make the world better? It could be through business. It could be through being a film director. It could be through being a teacher, a carpenter, a cook. It doesn't matter. The vocation, the vehicle with which we aim to make the world better is less 
important than that we actually make the world better. So it's really fundamental, right? We're all human beings. So first and foremost, before we think about what we want to do in life, say as a job, quote unquote, think about what kind of a human being do we want to be? And that's a good place to start. At the end of the day, we can only find hope in our own actions and the belief in that our fellow human beings will do more good than harm. And we have to work, walk towards that goal, right? Mm -hmm. um, there are certainly people far more cognizant of being benevolent today than before. There are more people talking about not polluting the environment much more aware and there are people much more willing to do something positive about changing the world uh, than before. Uh, and I do believe in that, that, that um, we, have, we have good tools. Again, no utopia on earth. This is not going to be perfect. Um, however, we are making progress. If she had one rule for all businesses to follow? Well, I need to have two rules because one is not enough. Um, ahimsa, do no harm, right? We cannot gain at the expense of others. So uh, any profit that is going to bring harm and do bad things, non-starter. That's, that's easy, right? And the second thing is um, that we need to give back. So we need to, if not already have one, a program in place that will benefit the community that we do business in. Local is global. If I were to run a global company, I would insist that in every single local community that we do business in, that we benefit from, we need to give back to the community. Business class. Expert insight into the world of business. The host is Dick Drobnik, producer Pankaj Bhushan, director Dan Griffin, web developer Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite. <laughs>